Hi, I'm Tom Rhodes. I'm a songwriter and an artist. I live in Oakland, California. These are my thoughts. I want to share them with you. It's a podcast called Mental Hygiene. So sit back, relax. Let's go for a cleanup. I seen him standing in the hall like a hawk on a thermal steady watching me through the two-way mirror. Locked up till I get out, kinda lonely. Everybody knows me, don't nobody know me, but the blues and grays meet deep in the winter at the top of autumn by the Hudson River. Cold wind blows you down on your way in. Don't eat, don't drink, don't sleep, you just stay in. They call it mental hygiene. I'm just here for a cleaning, trying to make a little green Get up, get up, stay out You know they call it mental hygiene I'm just here for a clean Trying to get up if I'm to get up, get up, stay out I want to talk about the power of um, self-image and how that's affected my life and how specifically it's affected my overall health and my weight. Um, I spent a huge section of my life sort of reacting to the world through a mind that was sort of not my own. Um, When I say not my own, I mean I was sort of on an autopilot or maybe I was on sort of like a trajectory that was launched by a series of events that I had little to no control over. And uh, some of those events were good, some of those events were bad, and um, but all of them led to me sort of feeling like I was a passenger in my own body. And my body, in response to that, I think, created itself in my own self-image. So let me unpack that. Let me talk about what I mean by that. About five years ago... um, I had sort of a long, hard, deep look at myself. Um, There were a lot of things I wasn't really happy with, um, with myself physically, mentally, and um, I wanted to see what I could do to change that. And um, this long, deep, hard look was a pretty gut-wrenching, ego-smashing, cold evaluation of my own self and my own psyche. And um, the self-reflection started because I wanted to figure out partially why I was overweight and why no matter what I did, no matter how hard I worked um, or how close I came to physical fitness, I just couldn't hold on to it. I could get there, I could lose weight, and then I would put it back on. I mean, diets worked, then they failed, exercise regimens were, you know, followed, and then all of a sudden they weren't. And I realized that I was sort of a self-sabotaging machine, Um, and I wanted to know why. This is something I'd struggled with uh, from my early teens, and here I was uh, coming into my 30s, and just fighting the same fight and losing over and over and over again. So my first uh, sort of 
gut reaction was to um, blame circumstances that were outside of my control. Um, I would look back at sort of specific examples of these failures and I would see, you know, I was injured, money got tight, eating healthy was expensive. Um, a big one has always been, you know, touring and eating healthy while you're on the road are very difficult. Um, but all these excuses came back and felt hollow. Um, and there was one common factor in all these things, and that was me. I was the one who gave up each time for whatever reason. Um, I didn't work as hard as I could to get fit in the gym. I didn't stick to the diet. Um, and why, why was I doing that? Uh, what was it in me that didn't want to be fit and healthy, that was fighting against myself? So um, realizing that it was me fighting against myself was a big step towards me moving to the right question. I thought, I thought that it might have something to do with how I saw myself. You know, um, I set out in this sort of questioning to describe myself as honestly as I possibly could, you know, make a list with a pen and a piece of paper. And, uh, and this thing that kept popping up on the list was big guy, big guy. <laughs> I saw myself as a big guy. I walked around and I talked like a big guy. I drank and I ate like a big guy. And somehow this specific term, big guy, had made its way into the core of me. And it formed a big part of how I saw myself. And um, I realized when I was thinking about this that I've held this self-image from a really young age. And seeing myself as a big guy from the time I was a kid, I think is why I was a big guy <laughs> from the time I was a kid. You know, there's a whole mountain of life <laughs> and experiences that go into why I thought of myself as a big guy. I mean, the, the big broad strokes, you know, it could have come from, uh, you know, an idea of self-protection, um, parental expectations, societal fears. Um, but the point of what I'm saying is, is not why I thought of myself as a big guy. Um, so much as realizing that that's how I saw myself and that it was something that I hadn't consciously chosen. I hadn't decided to be a big guy on a intellectual level. I just sort of created this self-image out of a long series of experiences that put me in that mental place. Um, so when I realized that I hadn't consciously decided to be a big guy, it was just something that was a decision I made every day based on momentum and uh, previous experiences that I wasn't really in charge of. 
I started thinking, well, what if I could? What if I could consciously choose what I wanted my self-image to be? What if I could go in to the programming code in my brain and I could delete big guy and put something else in there? What would I put in there? What kind of guy do I want to be? What kind of image of myself do I want to create? And, um, you know, the thing, this was a big question. <laughs> you know, this was a, uh, this is one of those ones you don't want to get wrong. Um, if you thought as I thought that, uh, this could be a real life changing deal. And, um, the thing that really struck me to my core that I wanted to put out was a healthy person. I wanted to be a healthy person and I wanted to put a healthy person out into the world. Healthy, you know, it's sort of an arbitrary term, but I think we all kind of have an idea of what a healthy person is. I have an image of that in my head. Um, now, that was the first step. <clears throat> the first step was deciding who I wanted to be and attempting to replace my self-image of big guy with the self-image of healthy guy. And immediately on making that decision and buying into that decision and really going with it, a lot of doors that had been closed to me as big guy were now wide open. There were things I thought I could never do, would never do, because a big guy would not do them, that now seemed like something I should try. A big example, a prime example of this is running. Um, you know, I played sports when I was a kid, but I thought of running as a byproduct, you know, it was just something you had to do in order to play the game. But mostly I thought of running as a weak exercise. Big guys lifted weights, little guys ran. Um, you know, big guy doesn't run from anything. Big guy stands his ground and fights. Um, and I really saw myself that way. I thought running wasn't cool. And um, when I was younger, uh, I had a number of knee surgeries and, um, you know, running just seemed so foreign to me. Uh, it was, you know, it was pretty much laughable to think of myself as a runner. But once I started acting like a healthy person, I saw other healthy people ran. <laughs> I saw my wife running. I saw friends of mine who I considered healthy people. They all ran. 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, just run for exercise. And um, I realized that the ability to use your body in the way it naturally works is important. Not just being big and strong, but having flexibility and mobility are very important parts of maintaining our meat body throughout our existence. And um, so I started from scratch. I started from... <laughs> from not being able to run around the block 
but I decided a healthy person can run. Uh, I had a sort of an arbitrary number I picked in my head of an, a healthy person should be able to run a 10K. That's about six miles. And so I started from nothing and started running as often as I could, almost every day, as far as I could. And then I would walk and then I would run and then I would walk until it became more running and less walking. And um, a really interesting thing that happened was this response by my body. My body started responding like a healthy body, and I never thought of it as a healthy body before. Sort of nagging, uh, nagging injuries that I've had forever became way less oppressive, and eventually, I mean, a lot of them have almost completely gone away. Um, I had arthritis in my knees and, um, and shoulders, and, uh, you know, I went from, within a year, I went from not being able to run a block to running half marathon. I mean, I, I never thought that it would be possible, but this shift in my thinking of what was possible because of this shift in deciding who I was at the core of me had opened this door to running. I mean, I went from being a guy who was told he was going to have to have at least one full knee replacement by the time I turned 40 to a guy who ran three, four times a week, 80 miles a month. Um... And in that same vein of the mental shift bringing on the physical change, weight loss became this byproduct of my self-image shift. Um, it wasn't the cause of the weight loss. It was the, the weight loss was a byproduct of the shift. What I, all right, so this is going to sound a bit indelicate, and I don't mean for it to be insulting if anybody feels insulted by this. I apologize. Don't mean it that way, but this is the way I experienced it. Something that happened, a habit change that came from the mental shift, is I started looking at the habits of what fat people did. Uh, fat sounds rough, overweight, call it what you want, but... Um, I developed this mantra. My mantra was do the opposite of what a fat person would do in this situation. And, and it changed the way I moved through the world because a healthy person to me was the opposite of a overweight person. And by reacting to things the way a healthy person would react, it changed what I did. So if I walked into a restaurant and it was filled with overweight people, I left. I wouldn't eat there. Um, I started going to a gym and um, every time I thought about stopping an exercise or quitting early or um, actually when the time was up on the machine I was using, I would do extra reps because I thought this is the opposite of what a fat person would do in this situation. When I was overweight, this is when I would give up. So this is not when I will give up. I'm gonna push through this. And my body responded, it, it did it. It did the things I didn't think it could do. Um, it made me evaluate this new mental self-image 
made me evaluate everything that I ate and drank. I mean, everything. And in the end, my diet wasn't a plan. It wasn't a diet plan at all. It was just eat what a healthy person would eat. Don't eat what a fat person would eat. I mean, it was that simple. Um, I did keep track of, of calories and that I started reading labels and things that were um, blatantly unhealthy. I just wouldn't go near them. Um, but all that changed because I was trying to eat and live as a healthy person would eat and live. And this healthy person thing in my brain, again, is my own self-image. It's not something given to me. Maybe it's an amalgam of, um, you know, articles I'd read and videos I'd seen and all that stuff. But it was sort of my own creation in my head. And um, something that really shocked me was how easy it was. Losing weight wasn't about doing some specific thing or not allowing myself to have something specific. It wasn't over a specific period of time. I wasn't going to eat a kale diet for 30 days and see how much weight I could lose. Time didn't really even enter into it because it was going to happen. My core image had changed and my body was going to make that a reality. And when I started seeing that happening, it became this sort of snowball effect that, you know, propagated itself. Now, I want to say this again. I'm not saying this do the opposite of what a fat person would do thing to fat shame anyone or make people who are overweight feel bad about themselves. Um, if my language comes across as indelicate, um, it's because I lack and I lacked the vocabulary to express it to myself any clearer. And this is how I experienced it. And, um, I think it'd be a bit dishonest for me to sugarcoat it. Um, and I spent <laughs> the vast majority of my life as an overweight person. And I know what the other side of this feels like. And, um, if you think that I'm full of crap, then um, this might all sound a bit cruel or silly, um, but it's not my intention and it doesn't at all feel silly to me. And uh, So I just want to say that. But So what are the results? What, what came from this mental shift? And uh, the physical changes. What, what are the physical changes that came out of it? Um, I lost about 65 pounds. Um, I went from a size 40 to a size 32 pants. Um, I went from an extra large shirt size to a medium. And uh, that allowed me to <laughs> wear clothes that I didn't get to wear before. They look a little better when they're on me. Um, you know, I went from not being able to run a block without gasping for air and kind of giving out to running half marathons. I've run a number of them. Um, and something else that really impacted me that I didn't realize when I set out was this greater connection with my body and understanding what it can 
and can't do and that it can do things that I have no idea of, that I haven't even, I haven't even pushed my body to its limits yet, no matter how hard I've pushed it. And um, that adds a, a lot of confidence <laughs> as, a, as a person. And um, there were big jumps in the way that my career is gone. Um, I think that being in the entertainment industry, being an overweight person is a, is a tough road to hoe. And um, being a healthy guy opened up a lot of doors that I didn't realize were even closed to me before. These changes all came from a lot of hard work and stick to itiveness and um, a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time walking, running. But all of that was a byproduct of the change to my self-image that I decided on and I made a conscious decision to move towards. I realize now that I had changed the thing that was the common denominator in all of my failures at weight loss before. The thing that was the common denominator was that when I was a big guy and saw myself as a big guy, I allowed myself to revert back to that state because it was okay. It felt okay. It felt comfortable. But when I changed in my mind to thinking of myself as a healthy person, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay to stop when I felt like it was getting hard in the gym. It wasn't okay to eat those extra buffalo wings or to drink those extra beers. It just wasn't worth it. It wasn't cool. And so I didn't do it. And by not doing it, my physicality changed. You know, I, I was able to rewrite the code in my own brain and change the way I move through the world. And I want to talk about this because I think that other people can too. I think this is one of the things that is not discussed nearly enough when it comes to the discussion of weight loss and, and self-image. And, um, and I want to restate that it's not just, oh, okay, now I'm healthy. It, it wasn't that. It was, it was going through all of those thoughts as to why I wanted to be a big guy and realizing that I really did see myself that way. I think a big part of the change has to come from how do you see yourself? Who are you at your core? What is the image of yourself that you see in the mirror? I remember listening to a podcast by a guy named Joe Rogan, and he said something that really kind of hit me. He said, um, be the hero in your own movie. Um, he was talking to someone about 
motivation. And he was saying, um, this was, this was during in the middle, I would say of, of my own sort of metamorphosis. He was saying that, um, if you're not happy with where you are, think about if I was in a movie right now, and this, this is the part of the movie where the, the hero goes from being the, the loser to the winner. What does he do? What does she do? What do they start doing? And then start doing that right then. Start your montage. That's, man, that's good advice. Be the thing you want to be. Write your own code. Decide. Decide for yourself who you are and who you're going to be. If you have questions about this, and you want to talk to me about it, shoot me an email. Info at TomRhodesMusic.com. Shoot me on Twitter. Don't shoot me. <laughs> Tweet me on Twitter at uh, TomRhodesMusic. Um, and just know that I love you guys. I love you. Big, small, wherever you are in your journey. Keep on keeping on. And I will leave you with the quote that has changed my life. <laughs> a guy named Brother Dave. When the world is wrong, write your own self. Big love.